0: I need the picture, though. There you go.
1: (laughs) 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 Welcome to the Maggie T. And the Phyllis show. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Michael Walker. You know, boost my ego up. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm Maggie T, and these are the fillers. Yeah. What's up, you Just my magic. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. All right, y'all. Ooh, ooh, yeah. For real. For real. So let me go ahead and introduce myself since I'm the star of this show. What's up, J Rock? What's up, bro? Oh, What's good. going oh, on? Hey, what's good? You know what I'm saying? Represent out chaos today, y'all. What's up? What's up? A town down, people. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. But for real, for real, what we have on this panel right about now, we have just case styles. We call him the Ooh, comedian. Yeah. He is the, the comedian over here. The sixth man, six man up in here. Yes, yes, yes. Then we have Jew Talk Sports. And guess what, y'all? This man is how many away? Seven. Seven, seven away from seven and here is his link. People, go ahead and give him that subscribe right now. I want by the end of this show, he to be at 700. seven hundred. Every last person, all right. Every last twenty-seven of you viewing right about now, subscribe.
0: Look, we just <laughs> need seven people. That's that's all, man. That's all your boy man, Mike is asking for. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven people mm-hmm. to go. You talk sports and subscribe. Seven, yep. seven, seven.
2: I'm gonna tell y'all like the country will say it. Can y'all do that right now? Right now. Right
3: now. <laughs> well God hey, well, goddamn Hey, I wanna say I
1: was five from sixty, goddamn it you, can go, you can go mine in there too. <laughs> my personal my personal channel at 16 subscribes, y'all. Yay, Miss Maggie T. Hey mine yeah.
0: mine was and at 40, gonna- 47, okay? So damn, I can't damn Wow, well, always gotta be in the damn lead all the damn time. God damn, I want to yeah, be in the dude, back dude, of the damn bus sometimes. Damn.
3: damn. Well, you, oh, you, hey, a, you, 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 you the, you the mad scientist, bro. Shit, you don't want to help
0: put all this shit together.
1: But well,
0: sometimes I want to be. Sometimes I want to sit on the back of the bus. I don't want to <laughs> sit in the front driving the motherfucker all the time. And the
1: yeah, dude I over think. there, the dude over there complaining is Mad Mike, Mister Sports, Mister oh, magnificent, Mister. Whoever you want to call him, he is the mastermind behind all of this. I ain't going to lie. But, like yeah. I said, I'm Maggie T, and these are the fellas, though, because uh, without me, y'all wouldn't be here, though. But anyway, Just- thank y'all Ooh. for tuning in. Yeah, that, 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 oh, that, that's straight
0: up. You deserve one of them. damn. I turn a damn backspat for that one. <laughs> well, I'm, about, I'm about to pull the head up like this, like, wait wait a minute. Now, a <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wait a
3: minute.
1: But appreciate y'all tuning in, people. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. The shenanigans is over with. Let's go ahead and get serious. Woosah. Let's get it together, people. Hey,
0: man, I haven't eaten anything anything right now, so forgive me. I'm hungry. This is my first meal. So if y'all see me eating during the show, forgive me.
3: (laughs) And this is my the show, so... Yeah, all can't see who it is, but all it says is Jay Bird and the Boys. So, yeah, we good.
1: <laughs> hey, let's get to it, people. So let me go ahead and hide off and let y'all get into these. What three keys? Three keys. Y'all ready for it? Three. three keys. All right, then I'll be in the back.
0: Huh. <sighs> I guess I let's let's. Uh, I'll just start it off real fast. I don't think it's um, anything that we have to do more so kind of recapture what we've done in the, um, in the past game against the, the Raiders. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, there is something that we got to do. That. We're still not doing this. Still not doing it. We're not establishing the run. We're not establishing the run. We still want to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. And granted that Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan, one of the greatest all one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, we still want to focus on throwing the ball. Even with the great Tom Brady, the great Drew Brees, uh, even the great Ben Roethlisberger, these guys need the running game. This is how you incorporate everyone else in the game. Everybody want to focus on Matt Ryan and oh, Matt Ryan needs to do this and Matt, look. Some of these guys brought to this team, hint, 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 to be running backs, not receivers, not blockers, not tight ends to stand in to just do nothing but look at Caleb McGarry and Matt Ryan. Like, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. That's just block for Matt Ryan. That's what you brought Tar Gurley here, just to block for Matt Ryan. That's why you brought Luke Stalker here, to block for Matt Ryan. This is what we're doing, Dirt Cutter. What the, like what the hell use the damn running backs okay use the goddamn running backs they're running backs it says in their position running backs running backs so run the backs dirt cutter that's the first one and the second one is all, all it's it's really simple and i'm just gonna say um go ahead yeah reggie appreciate it appreciate it that's six all right we need six more that's seven that, that's one for the day we need six people we need uh, uh, we need one more we need everybody who subscribed to june channel all right announce it in the tour uh announce it in the chat but um the second one is continuously use that big defensive line and I'm gonna expand on this one, but use that big big defensive line to keep them them offensive linemen off our run, uh, off our linebackers. Right now, Foyer O'Lakoon and Deion Jones is just in freaking credible. All right, I don't know if you guys saw the my um the video that I did with uh, the spotlight raiders talk, man. Those guys, um good guys. Um, but I told them it's like you gotta worry about don't be so on Deion Jones. Deion Jones is gonna do his thing. Y'all got some problems with foyer Olacoon. Foyer Olacoon is making his presence felt this year. He wants to be a Pro Bowler and he's playing like a Pro Bowler. So the defensive line got to keep continuously keep the offensive line off of those linebackers. And third one, I don't know how many times. I'm not gonna, you know, use Kevin 60 minutes, but I will say this Dirt Cutter. Dirt Cutter, Dirt Cutter, Raheem Morris, please do not come with that same bullshit ass game plan that we saw last meeting against the Saints. That crap will not work. We're going to get our ass embarrassed again if we come with that same game plan these guys line up in formations this is the one this is i, I released the video and on, uh, on the film breakdown when i was saying the falcons dirt cutter the reason why he sucks is his route concepts absolute garbage absolute garbage you can't line up and run formations just the damn pass out of them. what the hell are you running what what the hell are you even just line up in damn shotgun if that's what you're gonna do it makes absolutely no sense. Why are you in run formations you just going to pass out of them? Who the hell are you fooling? It ain't me. It ain't you. It ain't K-Siles. And the damn sure you guys, everybody knows it's coming. So why are you even in those run formations? Are you just going to get in the run formation just to damn pass? It just doesn't make any sense. So... Raheem Morris, I know he's doing a fantastic job with the defense, but uh, again, I'm not giving I'm not letting him off the hook. Cause that game plan what we've been seeing with dirt Cutter has been absolute trash. And for his ass to sit up here and say, one, you're gonna call out the players, you're gonna call out everybody else except for that bull crap that dirt Cutter called in the first meeting against that. Come on, bro. I don't care how good the defense is looking right now. Accountability, man. Gotta be accountability. So, um, K Styles, what you got? <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, before I get to mine, I'm going to say to everybody, appreciate y'all coming out tonight. You know, fucking with your boys and with the heavy hitters. So, like I said, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give them a couple shout outs before I do it. Like I said, we see. Wallace Smith saying, what's up, family? Rhino TG, you know, Joseph Thornton, Jermaine, John again. Hey, J-Rock, you know, he always, you know, that's the fam right there. So, you know, we bust yes, I know Torch TV going to be in here one way or another, and, and Yasuke, you know, them the people, so, and, and Madness. So, we going to all them automatically. And, like I said, Mark 504, you know he's in here. He's Mike's number one fan, so go and triple G. (laughs) But, oh, yeah, Michael Walker, too, because, you know, he's looking for Maggie and hoping she probably has an OnlyFans for him. So we don't leave that alone.
0: (laughs) Better go show some toes to that man. Show that man (laughs) some toes, girl. But... (laughs) but
3: definitely what my keys will be is you got to use the running backs in the passing game. There was no excuse in that game to where your running backs combined with only two catches. Especially if you know that they have a quarterback that they're going playing for, they're going to be a the defense is going to be aggressive. They're going to blitz. Like I said, even the Saints' offense really didn't play all the way well last week against Denver. Their game plan was dictated by their defense. Their defense set the tone. So aggressive defense like that, you have to counter that with some quick quick passes and some – some swing passes, some 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 catches by your running back. So that's a definite must. My second key point is you got game film on what you on what you played last time. So you don't need to be making the same mistakes twice. You only, like I said that that like I said that last game should should tell you what you need to do next time. And the last game plan is you cannot kick field goals. I know y'all used to me saying 60 minutes. That's automatic, so I'm not going to use that. But you cannot kick field goals against this team. I don't give a damn if it's Drew Brees back there. Him. Hell, Mark Sanchez could be back there for all I care. You cannot kick field goals. You, when you get in the red zone, you must score touchdowns. If you don't score touchdowns, like I said, this is gonna be a long game. I'm gonna end it at that. Jude, what you got for first off?
2: Well, I get my three keys. We five away from 700 subscribers, so let me get five more people to go and hit that subscribe button at you Talk Sports. We just need five more. Five. Who already hit. Who already hit it. So five more and I'll be at 700. Five! five. <laughs> With that being said, hey, my three keys, y'all know where it starts off. In the trenches. We got to keep that aggressive defense that we seen last week. I love what I've seen out of that defensive line. Allen Bailey, um, Kaminsky, uh, Marlon Davidson. Those guys did a great job last week of collapsing the pocket. Jacob Toy Mariner coming off the edge. We need them to keep that up. Like Mike was saying, allow the linebackers to be the stars. But collapse the pocket. Don't run past Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is a guy that wants to get on the edge. So the guys on the edge, Dante Fowler, who didn't play in the first matchup, he's going to be key in this game. Do not allow Taysom, uh, Taysom Hill to get out on the edge on those bootlegs where he can run for first downs on those quarterback powers. We're going to need Allen Bailey and those guys up front, Grady Jarrett. We're going to need all of those guys to play physical in this game, bring that effort that you brought last game. And I will blitz like crazy this game. Real talk, without Drew Brees being back there, I really don't feel like Taysom Hill, if you put pressure on him, I don't believe that he can read defenses like a Drew Brees or read a defense like a James So keep putting pressure on the actual quarterback in this game. There we go. Four more, four more, (laughs) man. Keep putting that pressure on Taysom Hill in this game. Keep the pressure on him. Don't allow him to get outside the pocket. To me, last game, we, to me, we sat back too much in that soft zone, and we basically let Taysom Hill pick us apart because we didn't put. He's a one read quarterback right now. He hasn't been in the league long enough, and he's not a good enough quarterback to know when you're disguising what you're doing. He's not Drew Brees. He might be running a similar offense because. Um, the coach, the coaches, Sean Payton, he knows how to scheme guys open and stuff like that. But Taysom Hill is a type of quarterback where if his first read is not there. He's going to take off and run with it. So we got to bring pressure. I want us. I want to see us use uh, Keanu Neal like Seattle uses Jabal Adams, like blitz him off the edge. Taysom Hill can't outrun uh, Debo. He can't outrun a four year little camp. He can't outrun uh, Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. So blitz this guy. Be aggressive. So that's my first key to victory is be aggressive. Blitz him. If, and if, he, if you don't get there, trust me, if he's under pressure, Taysom Hill is not as accurate as Drew Brees. So, so he's going to throw that ball in harm's way. And we proved last week that we can play man-to-man coverage, press coverage, at the corners that we have. So let's see if he can throw an accurate pass, like put pressure on him and see if he can sit back there in the pocket and deliver a ball, deliver a strike with guys in his face. Personally, I don't think he can do it. He's not Drew Brees. Drew Brees is pinpoint accurate. That's not Taysom Hill's game. Taysom Hill's game is a, he's a basically a running back, a fullback playing quarterback. So pressure this dude. Um, my second key to victory for the coach, Mike just talked about it. I did a video earlier this week. Every game we've won this season, the, the four games that we've won this season, we've rushed the ball or run the ball over 30 times in a game. So that should be the mark that Dirk Cutter is looking at. When he's calling plays, I don't care if he got to take it back to elementary school where he's tallying how many times we run the ball in the game. But he needs to try to hit that 30 mark. The 25, between 25 and 30 rushes every single game. It's no excuse. I don't care if we're getting two yards in the cloud of dust. Keep running the ball, keep being physical. As Mike said, (laughs) don't get into that run, the run formation, and then pass because You get in that run uh run formation and you go big as they call it. When you go to jumbo package, you want to put that pressure on the defense. Like let those guys go. Even if you get two yards, run Cam Jordan over. Let these big guys lay on these other guys and push them around. Even if you're not getting a lot of yardage, those guys are gonna wear down over time. So keep cramming that ball in there. I don't care if we're not getting any yards. Eventually, by the fourth quarter, those guys are gonna wear down. And all of those guys that you see coming off the screaming off the edge. After you've been hit a couple times, you're going to slow down. That pass rush to slow down if you allow these guys to pound them. So up front, let those big guys pound these guys up front. Do not allow, allow these guys to just come after Matt Ryan and pin their ears back. We need to let our offensive line fight back and use their strength and their brute strength and bruise up, bruise them up. Let these guys go at these guys. Let them be aggressive. You can't be aggressive backpelling the whole game. Let these guys go forward. So that's my second one. Dirt cutter. Run the ball. I don't care who's in the backfield. Run the ball. Um, I don't, I'm not sure why we brought in um, Brooks James, the guy we brought back last week. I don't know where in the world Quadra Olison is, but to me, Quadra Olison is the guy that we should be using to pound the ball, especially on short yardage. If Ty Gurley's is not out there, let uh, Olison get in on this. Why are we running
0: Edo Smith? Let him get in on this. Stupido. Man. Exactly. Let former him get friend. In on this. Former friend, dumbass. My bad, my bad. Former friend, dumbass. Oh, oh, oh. hold on. Since you said former friend, <laughs> go, ahead. Go, ahead, go, ahead,
3: go ahead and get it Go ahead and get it So we can look at former friend.
0: There
3: you mm.
2: go. Run the ball, <laughs> former friend. 25 to 30 times in this game. We need it. it. We have to do it. it it's it key. We're 4 0 when we run the ball at least 25 to 30 times. So pound that rock. And then my last key to victory, and this is the third key to victory, and I talk about it all the time. We're going to have those two, three, four plays in the game that's going to change this game. Who's going to get? Who's gonna make the play? Last week it was Deion Jones <clears throat> with a pick six. Last week it was Jacob Tatooi Mariner with a, um, a strip sack fumble. We're going to need that in this game that's going to change the momentum and put us on the short field. Matt Ryan in this offense La- I haven't seen Matt Ryan happier in uh, in a post game press conference as he was last week talking about man we really didn't have to do nothing the defense won the game like Matt Ryan didn't know what to do he couldn't even believe it like man our defense actually <laughs> did something you can tell hey, he was just man. happy like man the defense carried us exactly so if we can get that happen, if we can have that happen again this week we just need a turnover. <laughs> It's those two or three plays in the game. If, if you got a chance to get an interception, make that interception. If you have a chance to tackle somebody short of the goal line, that's what this game is going to come down to. Because We know every time we play the Saints, it's always usually coming down to the last possession. So in this game, make that key play. That's, that's going to be my third key to victory. If it's a play there to be made, make the play, whoever it is. Because last week, everybody was out there making plays. We didn't rely on just the star players to be honest, Grady Jarrett, I didn't really even hear his name last week. It was the guys, it was the Unsung mm-hmm. Heroes last week that did it. Jacob Tatooine Mariner, Foyer been doing his thing all season long, but Michael, the Michael Walkers, Keanu Neal, them guys stepped up last week. So that's my last key is just when the play is there to be made, make that play and get some turnovers in this game because that's going to be key.
3: Hey, I about to say, you know, you know, when Matt Ryan did that um, press conference afterwards, you know the song that was playing in his mind when he, when he did that press conference
1: when he was, was talking that? about
3: defense. he said, Must be nice. <laughs> 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 he was singing like Dennis. Yeah, he was singing well, like Dennis. He was uh, like Dennis. But, but I wanna highlight this. and look, I wanna highlight this comment for y'all. Nick Turner 31 said, Jacob Tatu and Mariner is playing in the memory of Tack.
0: <laughs> Man. He took that job. Hey, he, he was <laughs> Hey man, that man wasn't even that. That dude wasn't even drafted. Come on, Tack, bro, Except your <laughs> backup and been you. No, no, he played the opposite of attack. So that man, like, he should have been drafted. We should have drafted him in that shit. The way he playing right now, that man playing out his mind. Exactly.
3: Hey man, hey, you know I got, I got, I got you know, <laughs> I got, I got to show, I got show some attention to Mark five oh four. He said a comment earlier. He was saying Michael Thomas had over a hundred receptions, but bruh, he had a hundred receptions on eleven point three yards per reception. That's not a game breaker. He gets you. Your I mean,
0: even his routes, even his routes, like to even go with that. That's just like that's just an average. His average per route was eight four, I believe. So he, like, he wasn't even running a whole 10 yards. The slant guy. Every, That's average what we per slant route guy. was about eight four. was about eight four. These are numbers that we, we look at. So um, Julio Jones were some in the neighborhood. He, Nuke, he, um, those guys were some in the neighborhood about 12 to 13 yards per route. So these are per routes. These are the routes that they're running. Average per routes. So if you're running eight yards per route, you're a slant guy. That's all, essentially all you are. You're nothing more than the slant guy. All right, that's eight yards, eight yard slant. That's all he was doing. So, a lot of people always like to compare receivers. You got to look at the routes that they're running, and you got to look at the, the average. You know, again, average per route and the average catch that they're making. So, all all you guys saying, oh, he got, he had a hundred and you know, forty something catches. But you look at the yards, like even the yards don't necessarily say, no, he's making big plays. They're just like they're essentially um, a byproduct of the of the catches that he makes. So if you get eight yards every catch, I mean, you time that you do do the math on that, that you're going to have someone in the neighborhood of 14, uh, 14, 1500 yards. Then outside of that, fight, he's gonna like he's gonna have a big play. So I think he end up with like sixteen hundred yards. So like a hundred and forty catches, a yards. Nah, bro. Like you should be having um, Calvin Johnson type numbers. You should be somewhere near two thousand if you're a big play receiver. You get Julio Jones those types of numbers. You go back and look at his numbers when he played against um, on two thousand fifteen. Julio Jones, well his numbers were. Um, I believe it was 138 with like 1600 yards. You know what I'm saying? 16 17 it, it might have been a, a lot uh, more than that. If you can look up that Kevin on um, those numbers um 2015 when Julio Jones had 138 um but those numbers with Julio Jones those numbers you saw that you know in the averages the big plays that were there. So Michael Thomas that's why I always say people like to say look at you know, the total numbers, let look at the touchdowns that he making let look at the number of receptions that he makes. It's easy. Anybody can get a hundred receptions a year. All you gotta have is a determined offensive coordinator who determined to get the guy the ball. I can give Austin Hooper. I can get him a hundred cases if I wanted to. I can get Alvin Kamara a hundred catches if I wanted to. Any offensive coordinator can get you a hundred catches a year. As long as you stay healthy you can get anybody under so i i do not pay any attention to receptions if you're worried about receptions you are automatically a a loser in my book because again receptions are essentially controlled by the offensive coordinator if the offensive coordinator wants to share the ball he's going to share the ball if the quarterback wants to share the ball he's going to share the ball but it ultimately comes down to the offensive coordinator to get everyone involved. And this is the reason why we had Austin Hooper. Uh, not Austin Hooper, but um, Hayden Hurst. This is the reason why we have Kevin Ridley. This is the reason why we have Julio Jones. This is the reason why we have um, um, Russell Gage. Like, these guys should have, you know, Around the same, you know, average as far as catches concerned, and I know I'm doing some, some t- the math, something that I typically don't do. Told you guys, man, boy, man, Mike, we go deep, man. We, we 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 bring the numbers, we bring the film, we bring the history. You're not gonna get this anywhere else. So, like, this is why I say all the time, Julio Jones is one of the greatest receivers of all time because he does everything well.
3: Okay, you said. <laughs> Like, mhm. if you're looking at his yard for that season that was actually his worst season
0: mm-hmm.
1: but,
0: he was running sweats kyle shanahan he was running sweats with kyle Shanahan.
3: Smacked, huh that was, that was pretty much 14 yards hold on I was, hold on I was, like I said just in case they don't see it hold on let me go ahead and I'ma I'm gonna I'm go ahead and Uh-oh. share something. so you can see it all right if y'all can look at 2015 that was his best year overall pretty much 14 now look at that career now look at that i got a um
2: i got a good example for y'all too uh k styles i don't know how fast you can pull up the numbers but another guy like michael saying you never want to look at receptions Y'all remember how many uh, balls Wes Worker would catch a year? I think he caught like oh, 100 balls yes. like
3: five, four or five years oh, in a row. When he was with the Patriots. Oh, he oh, wait, would oh, catch 100 said, balls easy. You said, you said Wes Walker? <laughs> Wes
0: Welker. Oh, oh was, yes. He Hold he on. I'll he,
3: pull that up right quick. Y'all go ahead and keep talking.
2: Yeah, like Wes Worker was that guy, like Micah's talking about, that nobody was debating that he was the best in the league when he was in the game. And he was catching 100 balls easy every, every single year. Yeah in that slot in that slot position that's how he almost that's why he had so many concussions because he was going across the middle with tom brady he was catching so many passes and even when he went to denver he was catching a lot of balls but he caught a lot of passes when he was with new england he was catching over 100 every year consistently
3: all right here, here you go i i actually got it right here all right well like i said once he got to new england uh, you see those receptions 112, 111, 123, 86, 122, 118. See, yeah. but the thing about Wes Welker was, like I said, he'll get you the yardage right there in those spots in that zone. Right. But as a big play guy, he wasn't a big play guy at all.
2: Right. He was a chain mover, basically. He was a chain mover just like a Danny Amendola. And that's why I'm talking about, about creativity with our offense is like, Like Mike was saying, anybody can catch a bunch of passes. It's about having a creative, a creative mind and as an offensive coordinator. If he wanna feed you the ball, or they can do it. They can find a way to do it. New England been doing it for years with guys that are just average. Like Julian Edelman, there's nothing special about him like athletically, but New England and the scheme that they run, the rub routes and stuff like that, they know how to get guys open. Period. We we learned that in the Super Bowl. How many times we see those rub routes and those guys on in and out routes? That's what they do. That's what they do during the week. That's they that's their offensive scheme, those short passes.
3: Yeah. And hey, i about to say I want to I look, I want, you know, bit, you know, bit low country sports. You know what he told you, he was like, he wants you as his defensive coordinator. You know, that's coach right there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, he wants you we know
2: <laughs> ugly up front, baby. We know those the real stars, the defensive <laughs> line,
3: man. You know, I'm all about that defense. And whatchamacallit. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give a couple more shout outs. Like I said, we got William Amy in here. What? Uh Debbie Stan Standifer. I get. I, I hope I'm saying that right, cause I always butcher his name for some reason. <laughs> you know, triple D always <laughs> in this thing, you know, terrified. Hey, your boy, hey, your boy Twist hey, there you go, Twisted to TV. Go ahead and follow him as well. That that's yeah. the hope. New York, New York. <laughs> hey, hey, always hey, look out for madness too. So
0: yeah.
3: but basically but yeah, I basically agree with y'all. Like I said, it the receptions is there, but like I said, if it's all about what can you do after that reception. I mean, like I said, if you get uh on average 130 receptions a season but you're only getting like 10, 11 yards per reception, that's not a playmaker. That's just Like you said, that's just a chain move.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I about to say, you can get the touchdowns when you're in the red zone. That's basically a red zone threat when you think about it. That's not a playmaker.
0: Right, exactly. That's a tight end. That's exactly what it is. That's I mean, this is, this is the thing that I always tell people. This is the reason why – I don't necessarily focus on a uh, as far as receivers. There are different categories of receivers. There are receivers that are see um, they act as a tight end. Um, this is Russell for us. Um, and the people are like, why we only play uh Hayden Hurst? Well well we'd have two guys that actually play, you know, do run this exact same route that Hurst runs. Um, and that's um Russell Gage and you hating her and oftentimes you So know, if those guys of Julio Jones and uh Cameron are getting deep That's what Matt, let's just check the ball down to hating Hurst or uh Russell Gage I'm seeing a lot of that now because of dirt doofus Fran uh not my my bad for Fran, right? We are seeing a lot of that because of former Fran. he just wanna sit up here and just focus on you know these long developing plays um this is the reason why like I, for me personally i don't think um a lot of people understand the concept that, um yeah. you're right receiver that yeah. this is something as well as what we were just talking about with um um he acts as a tight end for new england it's like you can't do anything. You can't do anything with that guy. He he's running those five, five to eight yard route, and he's down they He just pick you apart. It's nothing you can do about this. So you got guys like that, man. Especially with an aggressive blitzing team, it, it's damn near impossible. So that this is one reason why I just get so frustrated with Dirk because you have so many guys who had that ability to uh, get those uh, runs after the catch, bustle. Um, yeah. Gates, Julio Jones, Calvin really can do it. Hayden Hurst is one uh, another guy who can he can do it. We sit up here in need long ass developing plays trying to hit home runs every single possession. So you need to just you know just play the game. If they gave me five, that was five. What's wrong with it? Hey, I about hey, I about to say Calvin should not be there for a second. Uh, I was
3: about to say we put. Uh, I, was, I, I think we pretty much got what you said about that one. Yeah, it's kind of a interesting subject to say about it. But definitely you have to – like I said, you have to be a – how should I say it? I look at that Yacht Yard. That Yacht Yard to say a lot about a wide receiver in general. Yeah, like I said, you can get you can get a hundred and thirty some receptions, but if you only get nine to ten yards, like I said, that doesn't really show as a playmate. Like like you said, it's just a glorified tight end.
2: Exactly, y'all exactly right. And I think also a lot of times, and I know people hate when you say that, uh, say this, but I'm a part type of a fan, football fan, that I believe you have to look at the eye test. Like when you're watching a game, do you think this guy's really a game breaker? Or is he just, like you said, a chain mover? Like, we can look at a Julio Jones. Last night I was watching D.K. Metcalf. That dude is a game changer. Like, if they told me you can have D.K. Metcalf or Michael Thomas, I'm taking D.K. Metcalf every day of the week because he can do everything. It's not just about catching the deep passes. Pretty much any any wide receiver can catch a slant pattern. Pretty much. Like, we were talking about when we had Muhammad Sanu, he was kind of playing that glorified tight end position, like a Michael Thomas, if y'all remember where he would just catch a lot of a lot of option routes where he would just get, you know, they put him in that slot position. He would either run up and run a dig route, like sit down in the coverage, or he would just do an option route, go left or right. And Matt Ryan would just read based off of his body language, whether he was going to break to the outside or break inside. And he would just sit down like after five or six yards and just catch the pass. He really wasn't like a game breaker type of player. And when I, might, I watch Michael Thomas, to me, he's not really a game a breaker type of player when I watch him with the eye test. I think he's really physical, and I think his best attribute is catching a ball in um, in traffic. Like, he does a great job, and he has very strong hands. And because he's not the fastest guy, he doesn't create a lot of space. Like, we talk about it all the time. If you watch Michael Thomas run routes, he really doesn't create a lot of space for himself. He's a decent route runner, but he's not like a a Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, guys that will break your ankles and create that space, or like Amari Cooper. If you watch Amari Cooper with the Cowboys, he's a technician when it comes to running routes, where he creates the space, where it's a ton of space, and he's wide, basically wide open most of the time because of his speed and the way he comes out of his breaks. The same with Julio Jones. We've seen so many times this year where Julio Jones will break somebody, you know, break the corner's ankles. He'd fall on the ground. Julio Jones, wide open. Like, that's a, being a technician. I really don't feel like Michael Thomas really is that technician when it comes to route running. I really just think that he has strong hands. He's kind of like a he's so much bigger than most corners. He basically just bullies them to the football. He, he's a bully when it, when the ball's thrown to him. But I don't really see him as like a game breaker, a game changer. Where like I gotta have this guy. Julio Jones with that 300 yard game against the Panthers—that's a game breaker. Um, Antonio Brown when he was with the Steelers—that's a game breaker type. You know, a game breaker type of player. But when I look at um michael thomas i really don't see that just with the eye test i think he's a solid receiver i think he's good i don't want to take anything away from him but i don't think he's in the julio jones uh the nuke i don't think he's in uh in their in their category i think he's maybe a tier below them
3: yeah i was gonna say the rose city william dickerson he was talking about where were the three keys so i'm gonna just say you probably just came in but the three keys was already said um pretty like i said it's pretty much just you just my thing is you just basically got to match them energy for energy that that's really what it is because like i said the offense the the saints offense is going to be dictated by their defense and you have to neutralize that defense with quick passes and the running backs must get involved in the passing game so that's kind of like my rundown on what everybody said on that but definitely oh so i will about i will gonna ask you this Jew. um so the defensive game plan as far as how these corners gonna be guarding these receivers for the saints who do you think will more so be guarding michael thomas um alvin kamara here on this this, this rematch as we call it mm-hmm. To be honest, and a lot of people might not want to hear this,
2: but I would let AJ Terrell follow Mike Thomas. I would let him travel because he's a guy that's not going to back down and he can keep up with him. He's just as big, like far as length. He has the length. The first game we've seen um, Darquez Denard trying to match up with him. He just couldn't match up with him far as speed and far as the length. You know, Denard is not the tallest guy. He's physical, but he's not quick and he's not long. And I feel like AJ Terrell. He has more ball skills, and he's a guy that can like keep up with. Uh, he can keep up with Thomas. He knows angles and stuff like that. And he knows how to play the ball when the ball is in the air. And that's um, to me, Michael Thomas' strength is that when the ball is in the air, he does a great job of catching the ball with his hands. You never really, you rarely see Michael Thomas body catching. He's always catching the ball away from his body. So I feel like with AJ Terrell, I think I would let him travel and see what you know and see what he can do. I haven't really seen AJ Terrell play in the slot and sometimes they place Michael Thomas in the slot not a lot but I still will let him travel just to give him a different look and I real I feel like in the first game they kind of did a good job of moving you know Michael Michael Thomas away from AJ Terrell or keeping him off AJ Terrell's side and kind of letting Denard a uh, Dark Quest Denard for the most part was guarding him and to me, and to me he was cooking Dark Quest Denard so if it was me and I was a defensive coordinator, I would just let AJ Terrell travel with him and see what happens. I mean, you always can switch up because I kind of feel like one of the problems with the Atlanta Falcons defense in general is give them a different look. Like maybe in the first half, you start off with AJ Terrell like traveling with him. And then in the second half, maybe you switch it up. Like don't give him them a, a steady diet of anything. But I kind of feel like in this game, I would let AJ another reason I would let AJ Terrell travel with him. It's like I was just talking about in our keys to victory. I really don't believe that Taysom Hill, if you put pressure on him, I don't think that he can deliver an accurate ball consistently. You know what? um, Drew Brees, he can pinpoint. He was pretty much pinpoint accurate with his throws. If you remember the first game in the first half, Taysom Hill's accuracy was all over the place. Our main problem in that first game wasn't that the Saints were cooking us it mainly was the offense couldn't get going. Like, I think at halftime, the score was like what 10 to 9 or something like that. I think it was like 10 to 9 um, in the first half in that first game. So, real talk, I feel like if you bring pressure, you let AJ Terrell go mano a mano with Michael Thomas. I don't think that Taysom Hill can put that ball on the money like he needs to. But we all know that uh, AJ Terrell can play that really tight coverage where he can make it tough. Because if you also remember in that first game, uh Taysom Hill, uh Taysom Hill, every time he threw the ball for the most part, he was targeting, um, targeting Michael Thomas. Like he rarely threw the ball to anybody else. I don't remember Jared Cook catching any passes. I don't uh, the only pass I remember um Emmanuel Sanders catching was that one where he threw it down the field, if you remember. And Debo was actually trying to guard him. He was running up the scene, and Debo just kept running for whatever reason, and it looked like a punt. He just basically threw up a pop fly. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders was able to turn around and stop and catch it. That was like the only, you know, only play I remember um, where Taysom Hill actually targeting anybody else. In the first game, uh, Debo shut down Alvin Kamara. I don't even think Alvin Kamara had but like two catches or something like that. And I don't think he got any catches until like the fourth quarter. So he was pretty much on lockdown. Like they were only Alvin Kamara in the first game really didn't even do anything. It was mainly Taysom Hill late on in the game running that quarterback power. Um, and it was mainly. Um, Him targeting Michael Thomas the whole time. And for the most part, they had uh dark Weston Art matching up with him, which was just a bad matchup, I think. So in this game, I will put AJ Terrell on him, but at least for the first half and see what happens.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. Like I said, let let the young gun go against the big dog. Yeah, Let's see what he do. But like I said, twisted towards TV came with this question right here. He said, we need another big body wideout. I wish we signed Sanu which kind of goes into the question of what we say about um, Laquan Treadwell. You know, Falcons mm-hmm. have signed him onto the after squad because you know the kids. You know, they put him on IR. So, do you think that Laquan Treadwell would be that big body wideout that everybody is kind of hoping for as that second big body outside of Julio Jones?
2: Yeah, I did my video today talking about it. I do think the Laquan Treadwell has the body, the body type, but we all know it's a lot of guys that are big body receivers. Um, my thing is, can he actually go out there and do it? You know what I'm saying? Can he actually go out there and and be Muhammad Sanu? Because I think a lot of people um, look over Muhammad Sanu, but I think Muhammad Sanu was a lot better than a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people think uh, Muhammad Sanu is one of those guys that he rarely drop passes. He was a um, physical freak when it came to um, blocking and things of that nature and playing physical. Um, also, Muhammad Sanu could play every position. You can put him on the inside. You can play him on the outside. Um, he was one of those guys where we actually would use like in the Wildcat as well um, and let him throw the ball down the field. So Muhammad Sanu was one of those guys that was extremely talented and also extremely cerebral. He was one of the smarter um, one of the smarter players that were on our team as far as the wide receivers. So I definitely think that Mohammed um, Sanu was one of those guys that I thought we should have brought back. Right now he's on the Detroit Lions, and they really don't know how to use him. Um, so I definitely think that the Falcons should have tried to bring him back because he was one of those guys that was a veteran. And if you look at um, Treadwell, like from his history of being in the NFL, when he was with the Vikings, either they didn't know how to use him or he just got outshined. And I kind of talked about it. Uh, talked about that in my video. I did earlier, like um, Thielen and uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs, they basically just outshined him because he was t- uh, taken in the first round. If you remember Laquan Treadwell out of Ole Miss, a lot of people thought he was going to be like A.J. Brown that plays with the Tennessee Titans. Because, you know, he went to Ole Miss as well. And DK Metcalf went to Ole Miss. So he was one of like one of those highly touted wide receivers coming out. I thought he was going to be like a physical freak. Like, he was a beast in college. But when he got in the league, for whatever reason, he just didn't pan out. I don't know if the Vikings kind of misused him or they weren't developing him right. But I think he has the tools to definitely be like a Muhammad Sanu. And I think Twisted Torch uh, TV is right. Like, we are missing that big-body, physical guy. Well, on third down against, like, the Saints, like, last time when they were playing that press coverage on us. We needed that guy that could body up, kind of like Michael Thomas, where Matt Ryan throws the ball in traffic. I feel like my, um, Matt Ryan really trusted Muhammad Sanu, where he would throw the ball in traffic. And he knew Mohamed Sanu would come down with it because he was another guy that's kind of like a Michael Thomas, had strong hands. And he worked, uh, rarely dropped passes. So even when Matt Ryan threw it in a tight spot, Mohamed Sanu was one, wasn't one of those guys that could create a lot of space either. He ran decent routes, but he couldn't create space because he wasn't fast. So I think Twisted Torch is right. Like, we needed another big-body type guy. And the guy I really think that they should be using like that is Hayden Hurst. We talk about it all the time. Hayden Hurst really is the guy they should be using like Muhammad Sanu because when Muhammad Sanu was here, mainly he was being that tight end. You know, he was playing tight end, but they were calling him a wide receiver. Most of the time when he lined up on third down, he was that chain mover. We would just put him in at that slot position, and Matt Ryan would just tell him, run an option route, run an in or out, uh, in or out, breaking route, and I'm just going to hit you or just sit down after five yards and I'm going to hit you. It, they would do the same thing with Austin Hooper, and that's why everybody thought that Austin Hooper was a superstar because he had so many catches, but if you remember last year, any time Matt Ryan would get in trouble, it would just be like, what's the name is going to run that button hook? Uh, hook uh, Hooper's going to run a button hook, turn around after five yards. Matt Ryan would just dump it down to him when pressure would get on him. He would just catch the ball, turn around, and lay down, basically, because we know Austin Hooper was super slow. He would never get
3: backyard they got there was no yak yardage behind that motherfucker. i'll tell you that much <laughs> you better you you better off throwing that thing to a snail yeah <laughs> but it kind of goes into a point where I, I would say too and i know somebody else said it um like you said just 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 like I said, it's gonna come down to former friend, though. You gonna like I said, you're gonna make these easy throws. Like I said, if you're gonna have Laquan Treadwell playing out there today, uh, uh, in this game, like I said, you you want you no know, if you're gonna throw those hook routes and stuff, that's a big body, another big body that you must have to throw those type of routes. Because right. like I said, the way that the Falcons receivers are out really outside of Julio Jones, you don't really have receivers that are built for those short routes and like I said, Treadwell, I think what Treadwell's problem was he dropped a lot of passes in Minnesota. That was his issue. He dropped passes and key passes. Like I said, that's why they cut him. Yeah. But, but But definitely the main thing is against this Saints team is you saw what they did last time like i said they're going to blitz that's basically what i see is it's, it's going to be nothing but blitz and they're going to blitz a safety like i said the mario davis is going to be blitzing as well so like that why i said the, the running backs got to be involved in that passing game because if they're not it's going to be the same game all over again and oh look 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 hey hey mike we didn't see you coming what, what's going on man Got <laughs> you back in the game baby
0: man uh i just want to send a big um stfu to stream yard um they making dang changes to the stuff and
3: wait 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 a minute since you said that that's gonna lead to my hold on stream yard I thought I thought Dirk Carter was gonna be the only one to get this award
0: today. No, they deserve it. They they deserve it. They got damn Got beta changes <laughs> to everything and ain't telling nobody about it. So, um, yeah, Shreve they deserve that. Stream y'all getting the powder Shreve toast award that. today.
3: You won't allow nobody to be great. Like I said, <laughs> y'all couldn't y'all y'all couldn't afford no grape jelly on there, so y'all put some damn peach margarine on that motherfucker. Hey, let us know next time you're going to make some damn changes.
0: You got a show to do. Hey, man, look. anytime Anytime you have
1: trouble...
0: Anytime you have trouble getting the ball to wide receivers or the receivers can't get open, it's not because the receivers suck. You suck as a play caller. You should never struggle... Uh, you should never have an issue with all the receivers getting open. Anytime that's the case, your offensive coordinator don't know what the hell he's doing. This is the re- reason why um, I did the breakdown on the concepts. Um, you go back and watch that. You can check that out either on AFN. I prefer you guys to go to AFN and check it out uh, so you guys can subscribe there. But I-, I ultimately said in that one that um, – that the route concepts for the Atlanta Falcons, um, it was a hindrance to the offensive game plan and more so hindrance to the offensive line because you're essentially giving the plays a weight. Like, again, we keep saying this over and over again, you lining up and run formations just to pass out of them. So when you're in a pass formation, they know all automatically. All they have to do is be physical with you, and blitz at the right time to get after your quarterback because you're not sending – we don't have – we didn't have Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, um, last week, they were doing the exact same thing, and they kind of had success getting after Matt Ryan for the most part. I think a lot of teams had success getting after uh, Matt Ryan for the most part. But, like, anytime you struggle with these, you know, the route, you know, receivers can't get open, guess what? It's because your offensive coordinator is not calling trip sets. Trip sets is your best friend. Your best friend, especially when you have um, receivers that can, you know, get those yards after the catch, like a Russell Gage. Russell Gage is special with that. That dude is a problem when he can, he can, uh, you know, do what he does in the open field. He's a problem. Julio, he's a problem. Kevin Ridley, he's a problem in the open field. So these guys are not getting those types of routes. You're not seeing them guys catch a slant and taking that mode to the 30, like we used to seeing under, I know you guys remember that thing at Green Bay Packers when Julio caught that goddamn slant across the middle and took that bitch to the house? We're not seeing that no more. Why? Because he's not calling those plays. That's a problem. So anytime you hear a coach say, oh, the receivers ain't getting open, no offensive coordinator would say receivers are, getting, um, are not getting open. Why? Because it's his job. To get these guys open the scheme. Oh, this is the reason why you are the offensive coordinator. To go out there and create mismatches. I'll
3: about to say, I'll about to say, uh, we got Anthony Wright. Um, he got a couple questions. He got one for you and one for me. But before we go to those questions, um, <laughs> I want to get to this comment made by Quentin Willis. Basically, he said, he said, when dirt needs to call a decent run play, he shakes the magic eight ball and says, "Ask again later." So he calls the seven-step drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it damn sure do. by say because I almost brought out that NFL blitz playbook because it damn sure looked like that when he be mm-hmm. calling the damn plays. <laughs>
0: It's more like damn. It's more like a ten step drop with dirt cutter, man. Ten <laughs> step. We gonna ten step back and we gonna flame that motherfucker 30, 80 yards. That's what we gonna do. All right.
3: but Jude, this question is for you though. Uh, Anthony Wright asked this: Do you think that now with two weeks of film on Taysom Hill that the Falcons can game plan to shut him down and the A's?
2: I think we can, but. It's all about what me and Mike always talk about, and what you talk about. We always talk about it here on AFN. We have to use player strengths, play to their strengths. Like as much as we tried a couple of weeks ago, or week one, where we talked about Jamal Adams just blitzing and stuff like that. One thing I respect about Seattle is they play to their player strengths. They know that he's not a coverage safety, so mainly they use him as a blitzer. They do what he does best. They know he a Tasmanian devil, and he's super physical. So they let him come down in the box, just like they used to do with Cam Chancellor. They let him blitz, and they let him do what he does well, be like that third or fourth linebacker. And I feel like that's what we need to learn how to do, uh, Raheem Morris and Jeff Albrecht. And I think they're doing a better job of it now, Um, now that Dan Quinn is going. And that's why I know in the first five weeks that Dan Quinn had took uh, taken back over the defense is because when he left, it looks like a full 360 with the defense. Like, the defense looks totally different than since – DQ's been gone. So I think they're finally learning how to use these guys' strengths. And I do believe we can shut Taysom Hill down. Like last week, what we did to the Raiders is similar to what we need to do this week. Be extra physical, blitz, and play tight bump and run coverage. Like don't let these guys, don't sit back in a zone because the type of plays that Sean Payton draws up is drawed up the kill zone. Like Drew Brees loves when a team is sitting in a zone because he knows how to throw the ball in those open spots. He knows how to tell Michael Thomas, run that slant route, run those dig routes and sit down where I can throw the ball in between the, the zone. It's easy to pick a, a, a cover three apart when you run in the same zone over and over and over again. But if you're blitzing and stuff like that, that throws off the timing. And that's the main thing is throwing off their timing, not allowing them, you know, you take those three steps and hurry up and let the ball go. If a player's running a slant like a Michael Thomas, and you have somebody like an AJ Terrell on him playing bump and run coverage where well, he's pressing them at the line that's going to throw the timing off. And that's what happened to the Falcons last time when uh, we faced the Saints. If you looked at Matt Ryan, he was double, uh, you know, pumping and patting the ball so much because his rhythm was off, like he had no rhythm. And that's what I kept talking about we should have went no huddle. But if you go no huddle, that gives you the, a chance to come up to the line, call plays, and it doesn't allow the defense to sub different packages in and out where they can do those exotic blitz and stuff like that. If you keep them stuck on the field, And you let Matt Ryan just go up to the line and do up tempo and let him call plays, it slows down the pass rush. It confuses the defense because at that point, they got to go strictly to hand signals or they just have to go to their base defense where they got to say, okay, we run the zone, cover two, cover three. Like they can't say, run this exotic package where they're throwing in an extra safety or extra corner. You can't do it unless they call a timeout. So I think that in this game, I want to see them go a little bit more up tempo. And I want them to do what Mike was just talking about. We have to go into those trip sets and run some rub routes because we got smaller receivers and what Russell Gage's strength is. And Calvin Ridley, those guys master is running routes. They're great route runners. They're not physical. Like if you look at uh, Calvin Ridley, he's not going to blow anybody away with his muscles and his physique. That's Julio Jones. He's the only guy that's going, he's like a big, built like a DK Metcalf, like an Ellie. These other guys, uh, Gage, uh, Calvin really these guys are thin but they're quick and they're really uh, good at breaking open so put these guys in those stack you know those those different stack uh routes and stuff like that bunch routes bunch formations and let them run because what it does is it creates confusion for the corners when you run about a bunch formation a lot of times what happens is guys get confused who am I covering you know that's the main thing that they forget is so you'll see on defense if you notice When you get into a bunch formation, you'll see corners pointing or linebackers pointing like you got him. I got him because they don't know. They don't know which way you're going to break on the bunch. They don't know if you're setting a screen, a pick. They don't know what's coming. So I feel like what Mike is saying, if you watch our offense, there's no movement. I talk about it all the time. You don't see no guys really running in motion. You don't see no pre-snap motion for the most part. Sometimes you'll see Julio Jones run across the formation. You should, we should be saying that all the time because that creates confusion. We shouldn't be just lining up Julio Jones on the right side, Calvin Ridley on the right side, or uh, left side, and just say run the play. They should be able to beat them because we're better. No, you want to create some type of deception, some type of confusion because these guys are professionals just like us, and they've watched tape. They know what Julio Jones is capable of. They know what Calvin Ridley is capable of. So they're not going to just allow allow you to beat them with no post route. Like if you watch uh Matt Mike's breakdown. He broke it. He broke it down perfectly. Where he showed they had Ridley running on the post route and Julio Jones running, running up the field, and both of those guys just kept running. Matt Ryan had nobody to throw the ball to, but uh, Todd Gurley, which was only like a three or four yard game. So, in this game, we have to be a lot more creative. That's the biggest thing: creativity. We have no creativity right now.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say what what's going on to Harrison the Bunny, you know. Called in last week, said what's up with the peoples. But, you know, Anthony Wright kind of add he add, basically asked all of us a question as well. And I'm going to get to this question he asked me. Uh, basically, he is saying what will it take for Matt Ryan to get on a roll as he was earlier in the year because the Saint secondary is trash in his book, mostly hype, but they cannot cover. Basically, it's all going to depend on Dirk Cutter. It's going to depend on what plays he called. Because you want to get – like any quarterback wants – you want to get a quarterback in that rhythm. And that's basically how the Saints did with Taysom Hill in that second half. They gave him the easy throws to build his confidence to kind of dictate the defense and slow the pass rush down. Because if you know the Saints' defense is going to be aggressive, you want to get the ball out of his hand quick to slow that pass rush down. So I believe that if they go with that game plan, and, you know, like I said, get Hayden Hurst involved early. Get the running backs involved early. Let Julio catch a couple slant passes here and there. See, then that will open up for bigger plays down the field because that pass rush is going to get slowed down. That blitz ain't going to come as often as it did. And that's all I really got to say on that one, and – he also had a question for you too, Mike. Um, he wanted to also know um all year John Kamisky has been so close to Sacks on quarterback. He has had lots of pressure and hits. He's also been held a lot. Why have the zebras
0: called holding? They some bitches. This is just call is called his pay. they bitches. That's all that that's all I come up with. There's no there's no excuse to not call an obvious hold. There's no excuse to not you know Matt Ryan gets smacks around smacked around more than any quarterback in the NFL. He gets hit after the after I don't know how many times I've seen Matt Ryan get hit after you know, after he's thrown the ball and nobody like you fall at hit damn toes you scratch your goddamn toenails. Tom that motherfucker's ready to throw a goddamn you know what I'm saying? They ready to throw a damn flag. But Matt Ryan gets smacked, pushed. I mean, we saw it, the the game against the saints I mean they they that man every 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 chance they got, a lot of them was after after he had released the ball. nothing called, so it just comes down to they just don't want to. It's really that simple. The NFL is all about who they want to represent if they like they feel like you know the saints are better for them. In the playoffs as far as TV is concerned about TV contracts. A lot of people gotta pay attention to the TV contracts. If they have a better matchup for them to kind of get more money these uh, TV contracts, guess what? They're gonna favor the Saints. They're gonna they're gonna favor the Saints. They're gonna favor whoever the, the big guy is Aaron Rodgers. These types because it's all about you know making money and selling tickets. So they're not gonna call the right they're gonna favor you know um their guy, but there's no excuse not to continuously play, and that's the issue. You got to play through a lot of that bull crap. So if you're not getting the calls, man, guess what? Clean this shit up. Do something else. And that's the Falcons' issue. we so worried about, you know, not getting calls that we just stop playing, you know, just stop playing. We can't continue to, you know, worry about not getting calls or, you know, John Kaminsky not getting hold. We got to find a way – if Jamont if he getting if he's getting held, guess what? We gotta send some blitzes. He's getting held, he's not gonna get there. They're not gonna let him get there. So let's send some blitzes. You gotta get creative as a coach. Can't complain about that. You can't complain about that. You gotta take the next step. Yeah, I kind of agree with
3: you. And I also wanna get on this comment too from Michael Walker, where he says. The Saints never do anything exciting. Peyton and them boy get them goons and trench players in their shows. Say Falcons need a coaching team
0: and assistance. They- what the hell make them go? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> them garbage ass What the hell make them goons? <laughs> what the hell make them goons? What the hell? Who who called them? Who the hell said them goons? Have you seen that defense? They had one game good against one opponent, and y'all call them goons, and this is the best defense of all time, all of a sudden. Hey, nobody said they would. Hell out of here with that bull crap, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have
3: necessarily call them goons. It's just the, fact that the fact that they call plays that send six or seven at the offense, it basically bring you more than what you can block and see what you could do about it. So I wouldn't necessarily call them goons. It's just that they know that their players are more so built for blitzing. Yeah, because
0: their asses can't cover. cover. They can't fucking cover, so they got to send blitzes to cover that bull crap up. Again, that's why I'm like, why are you calling them goons? A real goon squad only send four. Let's just be real. Baltimore was notorious for that. All they had them big fat ass halls up in the front, and everybody else you had two pass rushes: People Buller, and um, um, Johnson. That's it. That's all you had. That's, they had two pass rushes. That's all Baltimore had. That's it. That's a real goon squad. So all that blitzing is up, I don't necessarily say that's like that's a goon squad. Like a real goon squad, we're talking about physical football. You're not going to run on them. I've seen teams run over them. And we just saw what, like, they like. we're talking about a team in Broncos. They didn't even have a quarterback and they didn't get blown out 45 to, like, like, they should have been blown out 50 to zero, if you ask me. Exactly. Uh, uh, I won't get no, into let's this.
3: Let's be real. I won't get into this comment, too. I, I, I know y'all probably don't want to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and get to it. Like I said, Jesus Christ said, NFL hates the Saints. We don't get the calls, the times. I know this is about to get deleted, though. Well, I'm going to answer this right here. The Saints actually get more calls at home than any other team in the NFL. The only, amen, problem, amen, that y'all, the only problem that y'all feel like y'all don't get the calls that y'all deserve, because remember, y'all tried to sue the NFL not once, but twice. So they're looking at it like, okay, you trying to upstage us as the establishment. So, like I said, y'all not, that like said, those same calls that y'all were getting, especially when it comes to close to playoff time, y'all not going to get. Because at the end of the day, y'all basically tried to change the establishment of the NFL by trying to get the NFC's championship you game try, right? replay exactly So that's so that's kind of on y'all own doing on that because remember sean payton is part of that committee staff that gets these rules changes and shit too
1: so hey i, I, wanted, to
4: y'all
1: announce, crying. I wanted to announce not to interrupt y'all but we just hit 700 subs on jew talk, Sport. ah, jew talk
3: sports
1: Go ahead, you, you
2: I appreciate y'all. I couldn't have did it without y'all. Atlanta Falcons Nation. Now last let's get to a thousand, three hundred more. We, yeah. And we going, we ain't gonna stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I appreciate y'all. We got
1: 100 up here in the chat right about now, y'all. Go ahead, subscribe, subscribe. get them over there. Get them over there. At the same yeah. time, Miss Maggie T with my little 16 <laughs> followers. Subscribe to <laughs> To my channel <laughs> and, and it's supposed to be Maggie T and the fellas really <laughs> <laughs> y'all do the same for my page show some love show some
3: love <laughs> uh, uh, I want I want to hit this comment and uh, he kind of hit hit on the disrespectful side of the game he said y'all sound like Dallas fans no the only reason why I say that is we did not sign a petition to get a call change and we play a play in the play. How, we, is, how oh, are you going to cry? Hold up. How you going to cry? Oh, I'm not done. I'm not done yet. We did not, go, <laughs> we, did, we did not look go this, to a stadium. I'm sorry. Look at
1: this person thinking this is, dude, you wasting your time, sir. Oh, 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 yeah. He can spam, he can spam that. Hold on, hold on. I got something. If he going to
3: spam that, I got something for his ass. Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to let him spam it. Hold on. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Tell them we got ammo. Let them know. We got ammo. Appreciate y'all liking the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look at this. This is the petition to get the game replayed. You see it's probably about 25,000. It's 18,000 motherfuckers done signed this petition to get it replayed. Y'all got to realize, y'all not the only team that done got screwed out of a call to win a game. The only thing is... the only is, one that cried. you the only one that cried about it and the only one that wouldn't let it go. Y'all actually literally paid for a billboard down here in Atlanta to tell the NFL that they blew a call. That right there says a whole lot. Y'all looking like Afro Thunder right now <laughs> with that shit. Y'all looking like this fool right here. So, like I said... We can you can say twenty eight three we blew Dress that ass, Falcons stuff.
1: blah 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 no, whatever
3: yeah. come with something else but at the end of the day when we lost we owned up to it like I said to this day y'all trying y'all like I said y'all tried to put the NFL on child support and it didn't work don't
1: say that Falcons don't you say that that's mean that's <laughs> we didn't win championship it wasn't had nothing to do with your <sighs> Hey, I'm, I'm just going to say, say, gonna say all these jokes, they the best defense and all that, when it matters, but, y'all choke. But, I'm just saying. But, but, but when but it needs say, to matter. I always say it like this.
3: Ever since they started cracking them 28-3 to 3 jokes on us, they've been getting knocked out the playoffs in dramatic fashion ever since. You realize that. <laughs> And that ain't just them; it's every other mm, team that like the three show. Mm, because Tom in the playoffs. Hold look look, look, look. This is three separate occasions, Ooh. and I see two purple jerseys. So <laughs> y'all got two of them now. Uh, we already see. We are. We already <laughs> saw the Simon's Law office goddamn petition y'all signed for this one against the Rams. <laughs> so, um. The first first one, the first one, y'all gonna say that, but hey, y'all had 10 seconds. You blew it. Bam. Let's go.
4: The Rams won.
3: The Rams won. They blew the call. You still had the ball in overtime. You threw an interception and lost the game. The last one. That's
1: mean, friends. That's mean. You had about 45 seconds. And you blew it. You know, so, according to Mark 504, that's old news. That's last well, year's talk. Well, 28-3. <laughs> well, well, in that case, the 28-3 to three is old
3: talk and old news. That's So right. if you keep bringing up 28-3 to three and this 2009 Super Bowl y'all won, Well, most of y'all weren't even Saints fans at the time,
0: that's old news. <laughs> they're probably passing probably, probably the 49er fans.
3: Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, NFL is what have you done lately? What have you done for me lately? That's what that's this league
1: mean. is. Oh, that's mean. That's so mean. Y'all shouldn't be talking about this like that. That's so <laughs> mean. Hey, hey,
3: hey, it loves me and I love you. <laughs> hey, motherfucker. <come on>, <laughs>
1: Talking about Katrina like that, That hurt our feelings. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. doing that. That's yeah, bro, bruh,
3: bro, bruh, bruh, If you, bro, if you looked at the news reports they had about that NFC Championship game, bro, they had, bro, they treated this thing like it was a social justice issue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they I did. Said, now it was wow. like a whole. It was like really like a whole weep show. To be honest, it was just No. Yeah. It My was whole a whole timeline
0: job. was signing petition. That y'all signed petition. Y'all y'all sit up and called lawyers. Y'all called the <laughs> NFL. Like y'all did it. Come on, man. Y'all ain't got no room to talk about nobody. You last. You couldn't even hold ten, a a, a leave for ten seconds, bro. Y'all talk about some 28 We hold that motherfucker for at least a quarter. Y'all couldn't even hold them motherfucker for three ten seconds. <laughs> I didn't right with that crap. yeah but- like, but but, uh,
3: but i also gonna say like i said for a team that somehow had the best team in the division for the past damn near 10 years like i said you have to remember y'all only got one super bowl it ain't like y'all got three four or five to where we can't catch up to you because it can happen in the next few years if we get a super bowl then we neck and neck then what else do you have to say
1: Look at that. It's a lot of little know. Aints fans always showing up. Showing up. But where y'all gonna be after the game? <laughs> they ain't got no house.
4: If everybody knows no anybody to go.
1: know our history, we either it's a tough game, it's a close game, we split it. So I it's mean y'all accurate. got some of confidence.
3: It, exactly. It's okay. It's a, it, exactly. Cause like 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 they said, they done had the best team in the division for 10 plus years. And what more can you say about that? Like you said, outside of Bounty Gate, what 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 else what what else has been done? Because most most of the Saints fans that's here now, most of them weren't even Saints fans when they won the Super Bowl. They were just fans. Man, they
1: right after that, look at this Trey Z person though. Like, is that bragging whites to make it to the playoffs, but do any nothing else with it though? I mean, I, I I'm just saying.
3: I mean, there's more, like I said, as long as y'all bringing up twenty-eight to three, like I said, we just gonna bring up the legal paperwork. <laughs> we got <laughs> legal paperwork that shows <laughs> that how petty y'all asses can be. I mean, like I said, y'all are they, not the only saying, y'all are not the only team that got screwed out. Of a game, especially a some playoff. Some game.
0: There's some snitches. Appreciate the yeah.
3: twisted torch. See, see now, see now, these motherfuckers coming. They here the ass, finna be DMing your ass. Oh, you no, know
1: <laughs> look, look. I'm saying I am a sports model, so if you want me to wear your shirts, hats, socks, all that, send it my way, y'all. Look, I promote. I do promote now, so I'm just saying, just putting it out there. You can look at me all day long, but. Let's go
3: ahead and get this uh, sponsorship going. Oh, yeah. sponsorship. <laughs> that you're right. Like, like, like I said, you're right. We, we, we haven't won a ring. But at the same time, man, have on. No offer. hold on, hold on. I want to see that he said, we've been to the Super Bowl twice with no ring. Like I said, my mama got a ring. I got a class ring. What does a ring have to do outside of 2009? <laughs> Thank like you. That. What
1: is it doing like for that. you right now?
3: What they do? What they doing for you right now? That ring didn't come into play when y'all lost in playoff games.
1: Like I said, you got one ring. That's it. You know who they sound like? Man, they talking about we sound like Cowboys fans. They sound like Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. Man.
3: They sound, like-, I'm they sound just saying. like real Cowboys fans. Nineteen twenty two man. Back in nineteen twenty two man, we won. it. <laughs> we swore it all man. On like damn men,
0: sitting on there with a beer and their rocking chair. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: See, but sure. see,
3: 1920, Drew Brees, he threw
0: for five man right. He threw the damn right. ball 45 yards in the air. He just caught the ball and ran down the field, and he, he hit a
1: truck. And but, but, look, come on, bro. <laughs> you know what, That's he why uh, Drew Brees He's over done. there struggling. They ain't trying to let go. They
0: like, come on, Breeze. You got one
1: more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Come on, man. Let me go ahead. We got one
0: more throw in <laughs> Throw the ball 20 yards, <laughs>
4: man. Come on. One more
0: time. <laughs> hey, how about
3: here, Look, I will about say that 28-3, to 3, that last touchdown the Patriots scored on us was not a touchdown. Like I said, we took it. We took it. It wasn't a touchdown. Like I said, it was hey. like what? Like, well, what a, what a coach say. If if was a fifth, we all be drunk. Yeah. That's the same thing. We you all say be about
0: drunk.
3: Y'all yep. so be drunk. But like I said, y'all, like I said, yeah, when y'all had the ball in overtime, you threw an interception and lost the game.
1: Did y'all call y'all friends? I swear I'm seeing a lot more. Saints up in this chat. Like yeah, y'all, just, no, let me, hey, y'all
3: out. come on all
0: Atlanta them. Falcons Nation channel. They over there talking about us. Let me go ahead and get the ghost on.
3: See, them. see, but that's yeah. a good thing though, because that's a good thing because they add to the channel. And like I said, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll take like it. I said, <laughs> Like <laughs> I said, they could go to a Saints podcast and talk about who that all day, but they come to us and <laughs> listen to us and troll us. Like I said, at the end of the day, we appreciate it because that you you
1: building our stuff up. You know what? Speaking of that, I called y'all out the first game. I said, "Show up, talk your shit. Let's talk some football." I open it up for Friday. I open it up for Saturday. Not one, mm-hmm. but one female, y'all. That's sad, Saints fans. One. Female came on here and did better than half of y'all because y'all scared to show up everybody. Oh, I got to work I got uh, 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 Talking all that shit, but couldn't come on here and, and, and you know defend yourself. So mm-hmm. The open invitation is is here Make and sure no yeah, Y'all follow problem. me find me y'all can find me on wherever you can find me miss Maggie T. I'm everywhere message me However, you want to find me. I'm everywhere if you want to be you, on, let us know. Hey, look if you, if you look if you look at the Sunday show, we already made the invitation
3: open on the Sunday show.
1: Yeah,
3: and like I said, if they don't show up, that just lets you know that they not really gonna be defending their team unless they win the game. Like when I said, if you, they lose the game, they're not gonna be, to be here. It's probably gonna be only. Mark 504 cause that's your internet yeah, voice At least
1: there. yeah, he at least he loyal. Like he oh you know, rain of shine, Mark 504 is probably the most loyal in this chat. So all these new well, faces, hey, how you doing? How you doing?
3: <laughs> exactly, I think what it is, they, I think what it is is they looking for us when they say twenty-eight to three, or we got we got a ring and y'all don't, they looking us the boo hoo and crap and all that stuff they 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 basically want us to be looking like this that's what they yeah. want us to look like yeah but at the end of the day like I said, it, it is what it is y'all got a ring like i said but the, but the thing about it is y'all are so cocky and y'all are not humble about it like i said One of those one of those Thanksgiving games, y'all did a 28 to 3 halftime show where your band did a 28 to 3 formation on the field. That killed everything. That killed the rivalry right there. Like I said, y'all made it more personal than anything right there. Don't think nobody else
1: thought it's online. So I wanted to highlight the person that said he's listened to the show. I had it up earlier, but someone took it down. But appreciate you, even if you an ain't fan yeah. or what you know. Uh preci- I mean, like seriously, like we talk a lot of shit, but we appreciate everybody that's watching. Long, like I said, long as y'all, you know, we can talk mm-hmm. trash all day long. Let's keep it at like that. We're rivals, you know. What I'm saying that's that's gonna happen. But you know, what I'm saying, don't come on here and just be, you know, trying to insult and all that, that kind of stuff, me. cause. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna give you the ultimate respect, and I we expect it from you guys, so for real, for real. The invitation is open, and then Fila Sports they're doing something, I guess, Thursday for a um for the Aints robbery as well. So make sure y'all check them out on Thursday, I believe. But um, Friday, Saturday, maybe even Sunday, shoot you never know. The door is open. Yeah. Hey, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you an Aints fan? Yes, yeah, I'm he, represented he. for the sisters. Yes, I
0: got uh, um, it right just, Yeah, just, yeah, yeah we he, 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 he was a We need all the eight fans right now. All the eight fans, just to say who that in the chat. This is I'm giving you permission to get put who that in the chat right now. Capital Little, bold letters. All right, capital letters put yeah. who that in there so Ooh. I can see you guys so now, how many eight you know. fans got up it's
1: in here, good. but after that follow-up, we need the dirty bird nation let exactly. get done. Get in here and show out. Let, let, let it,
2: the who that it, once yeah, y'all say man. who that we're gonna say we that. <laughs> they say who that nigga,
3: we that. <laughs> you know what?
1: These folks, yeah. Y'all worried hey, about the wrong but, stuff.
3: But but hold on, but hold on. There's a topic that I really kind of want to get into and might kind of s- we kind of said this. There in the we chat. go. We got some who in here. There we go. We got one go two, Let to get y'all a little two
1: seconds of fame. Four,
3: <laughs> five, six. Okay, that's good. So 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 so, I'm, oh, so we're gonna say Sunday, we're gonna kind of expect y'all to be in this chat as well. Mm-hmm. Win or loss. Keep,
4: Keep that, that same, same
3: energy because oh, no, like we shall win show up regardless. Like I said, win or loss, not just when we win. There you go. If y'all if y'all lose, we won't see these same names in this chat on Sunday. I'm screenshotting everybody. Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> <find> these people. <laughs> but but definitely, I want to get into this topic, and I know Mike wanted to talk about this topic as well. Uh, this is gonna be kind of like the all Falcons topic of the show, where we're gonna be talking about our top five running backs that we like of all time, or or who we watched and stuff. So I'ma mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let Mike go ahead and kick it off for us.
0: Ooh. Hey man, this is probably going I probably get a lot of hate for saying this this first name, but I think this is, in my opinion, the greatest running back of all time. Um, and it's not Barry Sanders. I don't think people uh understand how great this guy was, as an athlete, as a running back in the NFL, like he was one of the first guys to ever hit 2,000 yards. And unfortunately, some off-the-field issues kind of, you know, overshadowed his career. But O.J. Simpson is a damn problem. Like if you go see O.J. Simpson and his tape, like this dude was AP before AP. This dude was Barry Sanders. Like this dude was – like he, he was Jim Br- – like this dude was absolutely – incredible oj simpson was absolutely a man beast you're talking about beast mode you're talking about oj simpson oj simpson was an absolute monster man like i said all the officers off the field stuff i got nothing to do with that we're talking about the man on the field oj simpson was an absolute beast I, i just go watch his tape and you'll see why i'm saying this this dude could take he can run over somebody. He can run past them. He can run you over and then run past you. O.J. Simpson, we catching passes out the backfield. Like, O.J. was the real deal. So, number one, my one, number one all-time is O.J. Simpson. Number two, I don't think anybody can disagree with number two. That's Barry Sanders, man. Barry Sanders is just absolutely incredible, man. Just all that he could do. like He played for a, a complete crappy organization and still was able to put up some big time numbers. Number three for me is I just got to give, um, I got to give my Falcons some love. You know, I got to throw a Falcon in there. I got to throw a Falcon in there, and I think this, the second one for me is, I got to do, do it. Jamal Anderson. the only thing that you know, brought an end to his career was his knee. That dude was on point, like he was on pace to become a very a damn good explosive back, and that knee injury just, you know, derailed his career. Like he, like Jamal Anderson was a problem. Like I said, just go back and watch his his games, and you'll see why he's still upset. The dude was a freaking problem. Only thing that you know slowed him down was his knee injury. He's still, even after the knee injury, he came back and. He wasn't the same Jamal Anderson, but he was still putting up, you know, a thousand yards. Like he still did his thing. But ultimately his 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 knee kind of um you know derailed that And the, the fourth one for me, man. Um and I'ma just leave it at the fourth one, but I love watching this guy play. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I could watch him, I could watch it run all day. All I right? this is another Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> this is another Falcon, but I'ma throw Jerry Snowwood in there, man. Like Jerry Snowwood, Jerry Snowwood was a problem, man. Like them crazy legs, boy. Like <laughs> you see him in the overfield, see see that man in the overfield, man. You can't do that. You you might as well call that day. That, call it the day, bro. He's gonna get to the end zone. He's gonna make big plays. So those are my four, man. Um, um, OJ Simpson. I had to throw that in there, but like I said, man, O.J. was a baller, man, and I'm only concerned about football players, so those those are my top.
3: All right, I'll go next, but the way that I'm going to do mine, I'm not going to go off of like the past guys like pre-1997 because that's when I really, really started paying attention to football. I'm going to go from 97 on the up. And the way that I'm going to do my top five, I'm going to do three running backs and I'm going to do two fullbacks because they're technically running backs, but all oh, that, mm-hmm. you know where we're going with this. Now I'm going to throw this guy in the fullback category. And this is the guy, one of the guys that made me want to watch football the most and maybe inspire me to play football. And that was Jerome Bettis. I mean, Mm-hmm. You talk about a guy that was a fullback and moved a running back. And then you think he had the health issues pretty much. And he was just still dominant. They ain't call him the bus for a reason. You wasn't finna stand in front of his ass like that. Cause you about to get your ass ran mm-hmm. over. So he going in my slasher category. Another one I'm going to put up there and I'm going to put Marshall Falk. You talk Ooh. about a nightmare—a nightmare matchup. Like I said, that—that that, that was a thousand, thousand-yard guy right there. I mean, how could you not put Marshall Falk up there? That one, thats one of the best dual-threat running backs you've ever seen. He mm-hmm. ain't the first one, but he's one of the best. And a a fullback—the fullback I'm gonna put up in there is Mike Allstock the a-train you talk about somebody that just ran with some relentlessness and he just not give a damn ability that's gonna be my new word for today he just ran with just not give a damn <laughs> ability it was like wow <laughs> like 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 him him running over linebackers was just something serious he was like i can't even put that to words um Another running back I'm going to put up there, I'm going to put him in the dual threat category, LaDainian Thomason. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. R. Flinch, when you go like this, Mr. R. Flinch. Like, he <laughs> like he, he, was the guy that he was our generation. Like, like you had Marshall Falk, but then he was the next generation of that. And you have to think, he was the catalyst behind those San Diego team that really wasn't supposed to be good, but made them better. And I'm going to put another running back in there. Uh, this is going to be kind of a tough one for me, but um, I'm going to put Priest Holmes in there. Ooh, he did it for Baltimore, and he did it for Kansas City.
0: That's a Ooh. good one. I mean knee, your first knee injury him, man. Your
3: first your first name is Priest, man. You better be damn good. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> your first name was like, like this guy, like this guy was so smooth in the back. It, he was so smooth as a running back. It was like and then, like I said, my honorable mention of a fullback was Tony Richardson. He ran behind Tony Richardson. It was it looked so smooth in Kansas City. It was a damn shame they didn't have the defense to really propel them to higher levels. And my uh, and like I said, and my last and final one, and this is gonna be in the fullback category. Um, this 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 is gonna be kind of this gonna be kind of like a homer pick, but I have to put Ovi Mahaley in there.
0: Ooh. He was a head buster. Oh, you guys haven't checked
1: that out? We, we interviewed
0: bustle. him, so you guys can go check that out, too. You, Please Be you. sure to check out our interview section, the AFN, um, so you can watch that interview with Ovi.
3: Yeah, he was a head bustle. I'm talking about, I'm talking about coming, like I said, coming from that Baltimore culture and what Terrell Thomas, he has an honorable mention for me, and that's Jamal Lewis. Ovi Mahaley blocked for Jamal Lewis, too. And boy, you had to bust heads in that culture to be successful. And he and Ovi Mahaley also helped Michael Turner run for average 1, 16, 1700 yards a season, too. So, yeah. And my honorable mention fullback would be Lorenzo Neal, who I say is one of the greatest fullbacks that ever played the game. I don't care what nobody say. He didn't run the ball mm-hmm. like that. He didn't catch the ball like that but when you needed to block for somebody when you need somebody to block for your ass lorenzo neal was there ask cory hmm
2: and that's the end of my list right there and hey, you hit on a lot of K styles that i had because i went from my generation but it's a lot of guys that you didn't name so i'm gonna add them to my list so i i yeah, listen exactly the same but my that fill- was it
3: that was it it's go different. ahead and add to him
2: yeah, I'm gonna add to my list. But fifth on my list, I seen it in the chat, and I didn't think nobody was gonna say it, but Curtis Martin. If y'all remember Curtis Martin with the New mm-hmm. York Jets and the uh, oh, yeah. New England Patriots, mm-hmm. he was one of those guys that could catch out of the backfield. He was really underrated as a runner, and he was one of my favorite early on when I was in my early childhood. I loved the way Curtis Martin ran the ball. He was one of those guys that could do it smooth. all. Like I said, smooth. Yeah, he get yards and he run like effort er, uh, effortlessly he was a graceful running back so that's my fifth on my list fourth on my list is barry sanders because he had to make the list even though i didn't get to see him a whole lot because he, if you remember barry sanders didn't play a long time i think he started uh stopped mm-hmm. playing in like 1998 years. yeah he had a short career but he was one of those guys that you talking about dancing in the backfield and didn't need an offensive line that dude could break anybody's ankle. But a lot of the times he was doing so much juking and stuff, a lot of the times he could lose 10 yards and then end up gaining 50 yards because he was just peace, like he could create. And we talked about that with – um, what what's the other interview that we had with the inspirational speaker? He talked about playing with Barry Sanders. I forget, but he was there's his more. teammate. More. Yeah, they more. More. yeah, he talked about it. And Barry, he had to be on my list because to me he's the standard when you talk about running backs. Um, I had LT on my list, Ladanian Tomlinson, because you guys know he had broke the record for how many touchdowns in a season, and he was just going crazy mm-hmm. with the San Diego Chargers. But I'm going to sub him off my list since K-Styles had him on his list, and I'm going to add on my list Eddie George, because I think a lot of people sleep on Eddie George when he was with the Tennessee Titans. People talk about um, Derrick Henry, but he was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. He would run with those high knees. He was a real big running back, tall, physical, and he could run you over. He could run past you. And back in those days, you got to go back and watch those matchups between the Ravens and the Titans. They hated each other. He would go up against Ray Lewis and those guys, and they had bad blood. Him, Steve McNair, they had uh, bad blood, and those just be some of the physical. Oh, yeah. Like how we talk about Pittsburgh and the Ravens back in those – in the early 2000s, Ravens and Titans was that matchup. It wasn't the Steelers and the Ravens. The matchup was – The Titans and the Ravens, they used to go at it. And Eddie George was one of those guys that ran behind Lorenzo Neal, as uh, K Styles was talking about. And Eddie George was one of my older brother's favorite running backs. He had his jersey, and that dude was a beast. Went to Ohio State. If you go look at some of uh, his highlights, that dude was incredible as a running back. But he had a lot of knee injuries and a lot of injuries. But he was really physical, and I loved that he could run. He could catch out of the backfield. He was a dual threat as well. Um, second on my list, is Marshall Falk. I can't take him off my list, even though K Styles had him, because he's like one of my favorite all time running backs, just because he could do it all. Marshall Falk was like be one of the gold standards at running back because it was nothing he couldn't do. He could block, he could run, he could catch. If you remember the greatest show on turf, everything started and ended with Falk out of the backfield. So he's definitely number two on my list. And then number one on my list, Y'all know why I call him Wolverine, Adrian Peterson. All day, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call, mm-hmm. him, he's still running strong right now. Adrian Peterson, y'all know he had gotten in trouble. He would probably be even higher on the rushing list if he wasn't out for that whole. I think he was out for like a season and a half when he had gotten in trouble. Um, he was outside uh, out of the league or on the I think it was the commissioner's exempt list or whatever. But he's to me my all-time favorite running back of our generation. I pretty much seen every game that dude played college. And in the pros, when he was at Oklahoma, y'all know he was a beast. When he came into the league, he was a beast. He was probably one of the only players I remember that could do anything. I remember they were playing against the Chicago Bears. They put that dude back on the kickoff return, and he ran it back. And I'm like, man, this dude is crazy. Like His skill set is crazy. So AP has definitely got to be number one on my list. And then for my honorable mention, y'all know I always got to throw a falcon in there. My favorite all-time running back for the Falcons, and yeah. y'all probably like, this is blasphemous, but I love me some Devontae Freeman. When Devontae Freeman was in his prime, just like he had Jerry Norwood, Devontae Freeman was my guy, man. I love the way that Devontae Freeman ran, man. He was a little dude, but that dude could break your ankles. He could run you over. He could do all kind of things. The only thing he really couldn't do was block. Other than that, when he had those two or three good seasons, man, free was that dude. Free and then also an honorable mention got to be Turner because Turner, y'all know when he was here early on in Matt Ryan's career, we would feed uh, Michael Turner. Michael Turner was one of those guys that could run through you, and he once he get through the line, he was one of those guys that was big, but also was explosive. A lot of a lot of people thought that he was just big and could run you over, but once he he had that straight line speed. Once he saw a gap, he could hit, turn up that speed and be gone. He could hit his head on the goalpost. So. Those are my uh, my honorable mentions. Of course, we gotta put Mr. Dirty Bird in there. He talked about Jamal Anderson. I mean, that's easy. He created the Dirty Bird. He the reason we start calling us the Dirty Birds again. So he always gotta, yeah, he always, his name gotta always be on the list because he Mr. Dirty Bird. So mm-hmm. Jamal Anderson was that guy. Before Michael Vick came, he really changed the culture of the Atlanta Falcons. Other than Deion Sanders in the 90s, it was Jamal Anderson that came and brought that toughness where he was gonna run through somebody's face mask that's
3: how he played the game and they called him jam for a reason he was that dude that he was gonna mess you up <laughs> hey i'm about to say i'm gonna throw five more running backs i'm not gonna give you why but i'm gonna throw five running backs that we really didn't say um uh, and, and they all in, they all in the comments so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna mention them in here too like i said i'm gonna throw in <laughs> save something
0: for J-Rock,
3: man. Say, yeah, save oh, something, for J-Rock. Oh, something J-Rock. for J-Rock. Oh shit, J-Rock! I didn't
4: even see you come in, man. What's <laughs> <going>
3: was, up? Ain't <laughs> even know you were coming on. What's going on, bro? Hey, hey! I know you heard the question. Like I said, we want you to go ahead and name your top five running back. It might not. It don't necessarily have to be of history, but top five running back that you've seen.
4: Okay, so so it's on me. Y'all already went already.
3: Yeah, we yeah. already did. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, um, I think I'm gonna start off at the top. Um, my favorite number one, uh, is probably Ladainian Thomason. That dude right there got <laughs> busy man. Uh, seeing him run all over the place. How, how how long has he been with? Actually, yeah, he played for the um
2: for the Chargers for how many seasons? You remember? It was a lot of seasons. He played with the Chargers yeah. and the Jets. I know he played with the Jets at the end of his career. I but. think it was like
3: nine, seasons. It was nine seasons cuz I remember. Yeah, yeah cuz he he was in that 2001 draft where um the Falcons traded up to get Michael Vick. That's right, that's right.
4: The- You're right about that. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, cuz I think yeah. when he was uh getting older, you know, he started to play for the Jets, so Yeah. I got you. Um, but yeah, man, he was a he was an amazing, amazing running back. Like easily, 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 one of my favorites. My number two will have to be Eddie George. Now, my dad is is a Titans fan, so me watching Eddie George, you know, six three, two forty, running all over people, man. I mean, this dude is a four time Pro Bowl. Uh, I believe he won uh, Rookie of the Year in like nineteen ninety six. Um, he was tearing stuff up. Uh, that's one of my favorite running backs watching with my dad. So, um, that's, that's a good one. Um, I would say, I would throw in number three. I would say Marshall Falk. Uh, Marshall Falk was one of those guys, uh, little small guys. He was one of, you know, he, he showed a lot of love for the, the small running backs. He was on like, what? five five nine five ten or something like that. He wasn't really like a big, you know, a big running back uh-huh. as it was. Comeback, yeah. yeah. So I would say I would say definitely Marshall Falk. Uh, I believe he got MVP in 2000 and then uh, he got a Super Bowl. I forgot what year was that he won a Super Bowl. Um, he's just he's just all good all around back. So he's one of my favorite. I put him at number three um number four um let me see man I'm trying to think of today's date actually dang i forgot about this one uh terrell davis uh terrell davis is up there as oh, well
0: Oh man, nobody. TD.
4: TD. i can't I, I like some td dog that man right there uh <laughs> i think he won two super bowls and then got an mvp as well but uh, his numbers were amazing, uh, amazing. And uh, I think it was like, was it two thousand or nineteen? It was, it was like nineteen ninety eight or something like that. I was young though. But I, I do, I, I, I got good memories. So I, I remember certain stuff like that that stuck with me. So like, I think it was like nineteen ninety eight or something like that. But he was good too. Um, my final one. Oh man. Chris Johnson can't go with oh, CJ can't go wrong with Ooh. CJ 2K man Ooh, 2K cold. baby CJ
1: cold,
4: 2K man. You, man we done seen it all bro I already knew he was going to be special once I seen uh his combine and all that and what he ran I just knew he was going to be something special and that was and I was another running back that played for Tennessee uh that I watched growing up with my dad that man that 424 you you'll mm-hmm. see it. You you will see that speed <laughs> on him. That it was unbelievable. I think he did that two thousand yards rushing in his second season because he got drafted in like two thousand eight. I'm mm-hmm. gonna so say two thousand nine is where like, damn, yo, this dude is for real. But you can tell like, for him, like he his his career kind of like after that. I wouldn't really say totally declined, but like you can tell like it it affected him because running yeah, up and down those fields, big- man it was mm-hmm. crazy but yeah that, that was that was my little quick top top five.
3: how oh. about to say can i add can i add my honorable mention two running backs mm-hmm. I, only, mm-hmm. I technically only named three of them but i'm gonna put two of them up here i'm gonna put uh nobody really said this name but ricky williams
0: yeah i was thinking about oh, him that's a
4: devil he was, yeah, definitely yeah. One. He was, was a monster
3: right there. He, he was a weed smoker, but he was a monster as well. <laughs> and another one, like I said, I will put Amal, I will put um, edrian James up there. I like Adrian James, but I thought Amal Green was better than him, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Hey, hey, I seen I seen Mark said my top. He said my top five is trash. Look, bro, I'm only going <laughs> based off the people that I watched growing up that I've seen. So if you got anybody, you know, before then, go go right ahead. But that was that was my top five. So if y'all want to say it, shit, look, that's that's just based on uh what I've watched.
3: What is that? What it Tough luck. <laughs> yep. All right. So, I guess, unfortunately, people, this is the part of the show where it's about to wind down. Um, We're about to hit on this two-point conversion. Um, We appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. So, definitely, you make sure you go subscribe to Utah Sports over here. Y'all just got them to 700 get to the next level to 800 you know this guy down here
4: congratulations on that by the way
3: yeah like i said make sure you get the mad mice Sport. well he's all the way on the other side of the screen now so make sure you get the mad mice Sport. subscribe to him as well you got miss maggie t down here She's going. she's trying to be the new carry champion of Atlanta Falcons Nation (laughs) and YouTube. So you make sure you subscribe to her. No, she does not have an OnlyFans, so y'all won't be disappointed. Um, (laughs) Make sure you hit the Twitch guy up. You know, he Twitch gaming over there too. Mr. J Rock right there. Yes, sir. And also make sure you continue to subscribe and watch out for Atlanta Falcons Nation content. We coming for it every day. And wait a minute, oh, hold on.
4: Whoa,
3: we got to hit this before we hit this two-point conversion. call Collier with the 1999 Super Chat. Oh, Lord, he said, you know? first, he said, first of all, I love seeing my sisters talking football. No disrespect, I've been a long time sub. into the other page, but let me drop a few honorable mentions. Steven Jackson, Ward Dunn, and Emmett Smith.
0: War yeah. done. I was uh, going to say war done. War done is Dunn. definitely appreciated. Yeah. I truly, definitely appreciate yeah. Miss Maggie. Definitely appreciate that, man. <laughs> that like that's uh, that was really uh, showing us some love.
4: <laughs> what the hell is wrong with <laughs> that? I
3: truly that. you? that. You know, we, we appreciate
1: we you.
3: All. Oh, we already know. Mark five hundred four could give <laughs> a damn. We all got shot tomorrow. As long as Maggie T was on camera, it, he, that's <laughs> what he got. but. We appreciate you. Uh <laughs> man, we, man, man. Here. Hey,
0: we appreciate it,
4: bro. We
3: appreciate that, man. You are officially the MVP of today's show. Salute <laughs> to <laughs> you. Check. Salute. So we can go ahead and get back to this two-point conversion. Uh, This is the part of the show where we get she what's happening. Right. And... Who wants to go ahead and start it off?
1: You know, I'm always last because, you know, I got to promote me. Oh, oh, Hold
3: on, hold on. We got to do it. We got to do it right, Mike. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pass the ball
4: to you. Oh, yeah.
3: Way <laughs> over there. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: You started it. You know, you know, fumbled it. God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm about, yeah, i I'm, about the pump fake it. I'm about to pump fake it. But um um, I just want to say this, um, because we've been a lot of just disrespectful behavior in the comments and I gotta continuously um just speak on this. Um this is for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta Falcon Nation and not just for Atlanta Falcons fans. Like we totally respect um Saints fans that want to come here and, you know, just, you know, talk football. You know what I'm saying? Just come in and talk football. Like, we don't have to, like, agree with – like, I don't agree with everything that everybody on the panel, you know, agrees with. So, if you guys are, you know, whether you're a Packers fan, you know, a Chargers fan, a, a Saints fan, come and hit that subscribe button, man. Come on and talk football with us. We got a whole Discord for you guys you can come in there and chat and, you know, mm-hmm. kick it with us. It's all day like we like we got people from all over the country like all over the world excuse me all over the world okay so like it's always kick it's always something going on in the discord at all times of night so you guys can follow the discord and you know check us out there man like i said mark four five he's clearly not a, a a saints fan he's a miss maggie fan um, I don't give a damn what he say. He's he's not a Saints fan. He's a Miss Maggie fan. So, um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey, but yeah, man, it's all love. You guys continue to subscribe to the channel, man. You got some Saints fan that actually want to sit and talk football. We have no problem with you guys coming and chilling with us, and, you know, and just commenting on the videos and then live. Like, look, man, it's all love. So that's my that's my two point. I want to invite everybody just to continuously, you know, tell us, tell your, tell your friends about us. It's it's cool. It's cool by me, man. So come holler at us, continue to uh chat with us. And that's all I got to say.
3: All right, Mike, you got, <laughs> you know, you know, the drill, you got to pass it to the next guy.
0: You gotta do, you gotta do, do the pass. <laughs> I'm about to do that magic Johnson. I'm going to fake it that way. Fake it that way. No look pass to juice. <laughs>
2: hey, I got that thing. I just want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight. All the Atlanta Falcons Nation. Like we said, whatever team you watch, we don't care whatever uh you don't have to be an Atlanta Falcons fan to tune in. We like knowledgeable fans. People that's gonna put questions in the chat, that's gonna <laughs> give us feedback. Um, we appreciate you guys not only uh, tuning in tonight, but tuning in tomorrow night, ATL in Sports Zone every Wednesday night at eight. I'll tune in. I appreciate y'all helping your boy get the seven hundred subs, and let's keep it going. What um, the
1: hell, man? I'm sorry, you. Are you good? What is but going on pretty much, this chat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much uh, all I had. Is I just want to thank you guys. I could have did it without you, but let's get to a thousand and let's keep going. I'm going to kick that thing
4: down to J-Rock. Even though I'm late to the party, it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh Yeah, we want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to uh, everybody in the chat, the whole Atlanta Falcon Nation, and salute to my guy, Ju, for making it, you know, to the next milestone, the 700. And uh it's going to be a... Uh a bunch of repeat for me because i'm gonna just be preaching about the discord but hey make sure you guys i'ma post it in the channel uh make sure you guys hop in the discord man it's open you guys can chat with us after the show just be yourself you don't always have to talk football or atlanta it's it's open for everybody uh so come in the same chat that's going on right now make sure y'all bring it over to the discord we'll we'll love to talk with a bunch of people you know i know a lot of people whose questions didn't get popped up if you guys got questions hop in the discord we'll we'll talk to you um that's all i got oh yeah um i'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw this no look to k styles
3: all right all right like i said pretty much gonna be like appreciate everybody watching tonight um, Maggie, um, uh, I think these guys are looking at th- th- this. Is how these guys are looking for you right now. They're looking at you like this right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I'm seeing in the chat.
3: <laughs> um, I say, you, I say, you, like I said, they they probably waiting for that only fans to pop up for your ass. No, so. that ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. We don't do that. We if you want
1: to see some Falcons gear, then maybe we can talk.
3: You know. Yeah, if you're looking for only fans, go to Magic City.
1: <laughs>
3: but my two-point conversion is basically gonna be um like I said, just just respect everybody in here, man. Like I said, at the end of the day, we're all football fans. Um we 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 sit here and we do this for fun fun, not just for us, just to entertain ourselves. But to entertain y'all and let y'all know at the end of the day, Atlanta Falcons Nation is not just us on the panel, but it's everybody in the chat. It's everybody that subscribes. It's everybody that looks at this video. Like I said, Mark 504 can call me baby's kid all he want. At the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, bruh. She's the only one that can answer your DM, so I can't do shit about that. You <laughs> ain't got by now, motherfucker. You slacking. But and then but at the end of the day, we all on here just having fun. Like I said, this is this is therapy for a lot of people right now, especially people that ain't working, people right. that ain't got a job, no money coming in. They talk about a possible shutdown of the whole country. Yeah. You know, people going to be depressed, They like said. All kinds of people are mad, pissed off, sad, depressed about everything that's going on in this world right now. So my motto is, if I, if, if I could put a smile on one person's face or make one person laugh, I did my job. Because at the end of the day, Laughter and happiness is going to save us all. and I'm going to end it with mm-hmm. that.
1: I guess I'll end it. Everybody, have, they say, they spill. Uh, what's up, everybody? I am Miss Maggie T. For the folks that's new in the chat, um, I am the operator of this whole thing. AFN is because of me. Just letting y'all know. So thank you guys for tuning in like everybody said. Um, we appreciate you guys, but guess what? Now I do officially have my own channel. So, um, I actually, I talk more than just Falcons news. I talk Hawks, Braves, um, Lenny United, whatever that's going on in Georgia, UGA. I talk about it all. So follow me on YouTube at MS Maggie T. Miss Maggie T. I'm going to put the link in the chat follow me I only got 16 subscribers because I'm brand 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 new but go ahead and watch um, some of my videos I just did one on um, young way Um he's getting ready I think he's on the Pro Bowl ballot and um, yeah go ahead and you know vote reshare do what y'all need to do for that but I gave a nice little shout out and everything as well as if you're a Hawks fan I, um, I did a little injury report so I do the injury report for the Falcons I do it for the Hawks etc Follow me, you guys. Let me get my link so you can find me. But also, if you want to be on the show Friday, probably not Saturday because, you know, it's more, more post-game, you know, pre-game. So we'll stick it to this Friday. If y'all want to be on the show, ain't hit me up. Seriously. It's going to be at maggietatlantafalconsnation.com. Email. Email me there. Hit me up, or of course you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, Miss Maggie T M S, Miss Maggie T. You'll find me anywhere. Everybody been finding me, but for real. Appreciate y'all. y'all for real, for real. I but on to the next time. Make sure you guys um watch tomorrow night at 8 p.m. ATL in sports zone. Um, we got uh Big Low Country and Tara Artists 404. Y'all been watching them too. They're gonna come with they um their commentary and everything about the game coming up um, as well as right afterwards. I have my show, Lust Exchange. People were saying that in the chat. So I'm like multitasking, guys. But Lust Exchange is more for adult content. So if you're not 18 and mm-hmm. over, please do not watch Lust Exchange. You might have to Tomorrow, say that again
4: for them in the back. Say, if what you're they... not
1: 18 or over, do not watch Lust Exchange. But we are talking about... The proper booty call etiquette. <laughs> That's no, what we're no, talking no. about, Damar. Yes, oh, yes, I have God. to plug it in there. I wonder and why now. they all in the comments
0: out there. Mm-hmm. I wonder This is why these
1: motherfuckers hitting your DMs right now, because they think you the Shoot, <laughs> <laughs> I keep it real now. If y'all gonna watch it, watch it. But look, me and Miss Nikki V, we keep it real on Lust Exchange. So... If y'all want to see what I'm talking about, right after ATL is sports Zone, the come on to Lush Exchange.
0: Please call into right. the show,
1: because y'all be so me. scared. Call in. We be having call. some juicy topics. I mean, y'all need to get on here. Sensual education. That's right. That's We got some loyal fans up in here. You're going to be educated. We don't just be coming with the shenanigans. You guys, proper. Yes, hunty, you make sure you watch it.
3: <laughs> so
1: Hey, I'll hey Mark.
3: Hey, 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 Maggie, you better tell tell your 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 chat room boyfriend to go ahead and subscribe to that and look at the show. He might need some of that sensual
1: healing. Yeah, I'm surprised he ain't been on there. Ooh. Yeah, look for lucky yeah. Strange. You know, the pretty women be on there, and we just be talking about everything. So if y'all want to hear what I gotta talk about, yes, oh Lord, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I know. Yeah,
3: yeah. but yeah, so I'll about, I about say your boy keep fucking with me, but like I said, at the end of the day, it's all love because yeah, shit. He's loyal. He he's loyal as hell, so I, I I'll take it. Like I said, <laughs> like, like like I said, we can take the shit talking, but once you get disrespectful to anybody on this panel, then it becomes a serious topic, and that's when you're gonna get your ass fired, your know, flamed on. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs>
1: but all right you guys we are out of here till the next time tune in tomorrow night and we out peace and stop talking about nate robinson
3: he tried his best